0: Ladies and gentlemen, turn, please stand for the reading of God's Holy Word and turn in your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 16. We are still using an inferior camera, Uh, Lord willing we'll have either a new camera in here in a few days or a new part. So bear with us but one thing is for sure you can hear us better through the inferior camera that we're using. Is that not right back there in the back? So you can hear us loud and clear And uh, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16, says, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls." The reason why so many young people, the millennial generation, the Z generation, and sad to say, the restless baby boomers, Who have quite frankly not found their way, many of them, are restless is because they do not stand in the old paths, they do not stand in the old ways based upon the Word of God. And so therefore they are floating out there without an anchor, for the hymn writer said The Holy Scriptures, uh, the Word of God is an anchor to the soul. Nothing can hold you down better than the Word of God, the Holy Bible. And all generations need to get back to praying and reading the Bible Otherwise, you're going to be depressed, defeated, and disgusted, and uh, full of unrest in your soul and in your spirit. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 28 says, Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. Yes, we do know that that is actually talking about property, but it has been used down through the years Um, as a passage of Scripture that uh, reminds us that we need to go back to the old ways and stick to the old ways which brought us a mighty long way. Isn't it interesting that we get so smart, we get so educated, we get puffed up with so much knowledge, we think a new way is the best way, but the old way is what got us to the dance. I think you need to stick with the one who got you to the dance. How many people have been raised the old-fashioned way? And then they were successful. They did great things based upon their foundation. And then they heard about a new way, and they have compromised on God. They have compromised on the Word of God, and they think because judgment and chastisement did not come down upon them quickly, that it is not going to come. And it will come uh, because you have forsaken the good way, the old-fashioned way that God blessed you to be raised in and taught in. Psalm 11.3, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? It's going to be very hard to do anything if the foundations are destroyed. And so I want to continue to uh, do homilies on and this is my title The Blob of Beelzebub Wokeism Wokeism is the Blob of Beelzebub, and the devil is using this combined demonic philosophy uh, to make great inroads. After sad to say, knocking many churches and pastors slap on their back moving them out of the way. Some have moved themselves out out of the way. Over 60% of the pastors have quit, even though the uh, leader of church leaders is trying to deny that fact. It is in fact true, probably more than that. Why? Because they were never called, they were never church leaders, they were hirelings. Jesus talks about hirelings in the Word of God. And so I wanted to pick up from uh, where I ended last night and uh, But let me bring you up to speed for those of you who may not, you were not here the other nights. First of all, wokeism, according to Dr. Ed Young Jr., is an authoritarian worldview. That seeks to destroy the foundations not only of our Christian faith but the foundations of the world with disrespect, rebelliousness, foolishness by overwhelming, overpowering, and overthrowing those who do not adhere to this demonic ideology. It is based upon three major philosophies. As I told you, they, uh, as I told you the devil likes to copy after God. I don't want to use the word mimic. And he's basing this demonic philosophy upon three major demonic philosophies. Marxism or socialism, Friedrich Nietzsche's critical theory, which has been extended out to critical race theory, and Sigmund Freud, who was caught up with Everything being about sex, or your sexual orientation, social modernism, and so, uh, according to Dr. Ed Young, God wants us to, and we ought to want to as well as Christians, adopt a God-centric Biblical worldview if you have not done that If you are a born-again Christian you should already have that going on in your life by prayer By the reading of the Bible By church attendance By serving the Lord and then on last night I brought out using Dr. Ed Young's statements in his message filtering through a woke worldview acceptance does not mean approval and applause for you if your behavior does not match up with the Word of God. If your behavior does not please God and does not respect God, we're not going to applaud you, and we're not going to approve of you, and we're not going to let you become a member of the church until you repent of your demonic foolishness. For if we let you do that, you can ruin the church. For a little leaven, leaven of the whole lump, and I'm saying that. Sadly, very few churches, pastors, and worship leaders are talking about this devilish movement called wokeism. We all have a worldview, how you view things. You need to solidify your worldview because it is being hit hard by something called wokeism. I call it the blob of Beelzebub. I call it a blob because it is all over the place. This is why uh, in an article I told some prominent pastors who are even more prominent than Ed Young Jr. is that quite frankly you're not going to deal with this. Unless you get with your friend Ed Young Jr. and get what God has downloaded in Because see, when God downloads something into a preacher, uh, he he gets the whole picture of it. He'll put it in bite-sized pieces for you, but he has the whole vision of what's happening here. And uh, since you are not even preaching on it, and you you don't even know what it is, and you you don't, as long you don't even know. Whether or not there is a problem, you need to get with him and get started on this and get a jump start and start dealing with this with your people or better yet, invite him down for five days to preach to your people. Wokeism, Dr. Ed Young Jr. said. Wokeism is anti gospel. That means it is anti God, anti Christ. And uh, he didn't say this, but he will probably be a part of the anti Christ movement. Wokeism is against God, it is contrary to the things of God at every turn. There are some kernels of truth in wokeism, as there is in all false doctrine, paganism, and cults. That's how they suck you in, familiarity. There are some kernels of truth in wokeism. Uh, The wokeism, however, wokeism is a satanic, seductive, covert, and overt ideology. And I would add further, the reason why he uses the uh, illustration, wokeism is try- understanding wokeism is like trying to nail ice cream to the wall. I say it this way, wokeism is a demonic spirit. And it's hard to, to nail a demonic spirit to the wall in the physical. Only Jesus Christ can do that. And this is why I tell pastors, and I'm telling parents, and I'm telling the police, you've got to walk in your God-given authority against this authoritarian... Let me get it right. Authoritarian demonic, woke philosophy. In other words, you just have to keep on doing your job. You cannot be concerned about how woke people react to you, because they act very stupidly. We have woke people today, they're with a group I think called Just Stop. And they're good at coming up with little slogans like that. And they go against the grain. They'll take yellow paint and paint your house yellow because you don't agree with them. They will glue their hands to a million-dollar painting uh, and dare you to tear their hand off. They will sit in front of hundreds of cars holding up traffic people have to get out of their cars and pull these rope people from in front of their cars so they can go home or go to work or wherever they're going. And they do it at uh, certain times, like 8 o'clock in the morning when everybody's trying to get to work and trying to get to school. Or when everybody's trying to get home in the evening. Or lunchtime rush. So, um, you have to walk in your biblical, God-given authority, and you may lose some family members, because this is a demon spirit. They can't even see it. All you can do is pray for them, and you walk in your biblical authority and do what you're supposed to do. And they're masters at manipulation and masters at psychology and they're masters at trying to come up with some uh, wicked charges against you in their attempt to counsel you, to stop you from teaching or preaching, to stop you from believing what you believe. And they expect you to fold and, and uh, to do what they want you to do. And if you do that, you have counseled yourself. And so I'm telling all people uh, who are in authority, you walk in your God-given authority, and you do not let uh, people who act demonically and foolishly stop you or hinder you, or block you, or counsel you. Nobody can counsel you unless you let them do that. That's not even a. That's not even a thing. Don't be. Don't fear that. Back in the day, people called it being ostracized, being shunned. This is is nothing new. Only the people who want to be loved by everybody except for God are concerned about that. And there are many pastors who are that way. That's why they don't say anything about it. Dr. Ed Young says, Someone who is aware, someone who is woke is someone who is Aware, and this is the definition of, and actively attentive to important facts and issues, especially issues of racial and social justice, so social racial and social injustice. Get them to define the term and read about people who are proponents of wokeism what they say and what they do. Like any false religion, like any cult, it has unique a unique vision, a unique vocabula- vocabulary and unique values and a unique worldview. And it's designed by the devil to be that way so that, you can't even grasp it you can't get your head around it but the problem is if you don't get your head around it particularly you older people and christians who thought it was just a movement that was going to going to just pass you can get caught up in it like a tornado and not even know which way is up. You you will allow yourself to be tossed to and fro in that awful, tonatic whirlwind. And before you know it, if you're not careful, you're calling evil good and good evil. Trying to keep a relationship With woke family members and woke friends and woke neighbors. Birds of a feather flock together because woke people, they they, they flock together. They have certain things they believe in. And they're anti-Bible, anti-God, anti-Christ. And if you don't roll with them... Not only will you be ostracized or canceled, you will never be forgiven. They don't believe in forgiving people. Even people who have never done anything wrong, like Jesus, never did anything wrong, but yet they killed him. These people will kill you if they could. They will poison you if they could. And what they practice is moral authority. They believe that they're morally right. Even though they may be totally morally wrong because they may be homosexuals. Lesbians. Isn't it amazing how homosexuals and lesbians talk about morality and get all upset when a heterosexual couple... Caught committing adultery on one another, acting like they would never do that, but they're already in the wrong. They're not only in a sin like adultery and fornication; they're in abom- in an abomination called homosexuality. In be- uh, um, one ugly snaking man in bed with another ugly snaking man, one woman uh, in the bed with another woman. But yet they want to act like they have moral authority over you. And they know how to fix up their face and look like they have authority and they don't have anything. The sex the, the pardon me, the second thing that they do is what is called reductionism, according to Dr. Ed Young Junior. They want to reduce you down to nothing, it's a psychological term, see, by cursing you, by disrespecting you, by acting like they're morally right about something, by investigating you, by counseling you, it's called reductionism. And if you don't know what's going on, you're going to be cut down to size by them. Well, they can chew you up and spit you out. They make you feel like you're nothing if you, you disagree with them. See, they specialize in that. It's a psychological, mental game they play. And again, I say now, yes, pastors, if you stand up for God and you stand up for the Bible... Some people are going to leave you. Some of your million dollar friends are going to quit giving to your cause and to the church. Yes, parents, this is what Jesus Christ predicted. You will have some woke family members who will help who who, who will cease helping you and will uh turn against you and hate you for your preaching and your teaching and what you believe. They they hate the fact that you believe differently than they do. And they hate you even more if you preach something contrary to what than what they believe. So you're gonna to have to ask God for some thick skin because your family members are going to leave you. And I hope you're not one of these family members who think that family is everything. or you're going to be destroyed. Family is not everything. I told you that in an entire sermon series. God is everything. God is the one who bless you with the family. And as Job talked about, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. As long as you're tight with God, that's the best family you can ever have through Jesus Christ. He'll be there for you better than your family members will. And God will give you another family if they forsake God and if they forsake Jesus. And by the way, if your family members, your woke family members forsake God uh, because they want to be with some other woke devils, and they forsake Jesus Christ, they're going to forsake you. And if they forsake God and Jesus Christ, it ought to be okay with you if they forsake you. How can two walk together, unless they be agreed? And they like to, this reductionism extends out to reducing you down to a race issue. They have several issues that they want to reduce you down to and, and mess with you on. Race is one of them. Personally, after all we have been through in this country, regarding race, you, you cannot really engage me on that because I think it's very silly to be talking about race this far in the game. I'm not even going to engage with that. Is there racism? Yes. Are there racists? Yes. I'm not one. I don't let other people be uh, be racist towards me because I'm just going to cut the fellowship. If you claim to be a Christian brother in the church and you want to respect your white brother and you don't want to respect your black brother, then we just won't have a relationship, period. And then they want to reduce you down to gender. They want to make an issue of gender to the point a Supreme Court Justice cannot say what a woman is when Sojourner Truth said, ain't I a woman? I do know this, a woman, is, a woman has two breasts and a vagina. And is oftentimes very beautiful to look upon. And all women are beautiful to God. So, preacher, why do you say oftentimes? Because all women are not beautiful to me. That's just the reality. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Or stand here and lie. I know you might want me to think you're beautiful, but all women are not beautiful to me. So they want to reduce you down to a race issue. And anybody, if you don't line up with them on critical race theory, they reduce you down to nothing and they ostracize you and uh, they cancel you. They think they're morally superior than you. Same thing with gender. There's a demonic war between men and women now. Women are walking around saying they can do everything a man can do. Men dressing like women is, is just it's a shame before God. And then, sexual orientation. That's a big thing. Oh, you... You don't believe that a man can have a baby? No, I do not. You're gone. We're, gonna, we're going to counsel you. Uh, we're going to destroy you because you don't believe a man can have a baby. This is insane, demonically insane foolishness, people. And I'm going to close it out on uh, wokeism. tonight, and the only solution to wokeism is God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost of God, and God's Word, the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The only thing that can save you from wokeism is Jesus Christ. Do you know him? If not, the Bible says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shall be saved. Jesus Christ himself said the most important words in the history of the world when he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You can believe in wokeism if you want to. You're going to end up dying and going to hell forever Well, where you will never be woke. You'll be in uh, suffering in your trespasses and sins because of your trespasses and sins. In the blackness and darkness and horrifying flames of hell. And I believe that you will be lonely in hell. That's a torment within itself. I know some of you think we're going to party when we go to hell. There's not going to be any parties in hell. There's going to be torment and pain in hell. Jesus Christ, by the way, Preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. He preached more on hell than he did about heaven. For God so loved the world, that means that God loves you. And he is the best friend that a person can have. Red, yellow, black, and white we're all precious in God's sight. It's a wonderful thought to know that God loves you personally. For God so loved the world, don't get caught up in this demonic wokeism, foolishness, full of rebelliousness and stubbornness and uh, darkness. Be awake in Christ. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Understand and realize that you are a sinner on your way to a devil's hell. For the Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Holy Bible says that the wages of sin is death. we die because of our sin. Physically and spiritually we go to uh, an eternal death in hell. Because of our lies, our stealing, our lust, our covetousness, our disobedient and disrespect of our parents, dishonoring our parents, uh, dishonoring God by taking God's name in vain. We deserve, every last one of us deserve to go to hell. This includes the Pope, this includes all of the bishops and all of the priests and all of the pastors and all of the teachers in the church and all of the evangelists, and all of the prophets, everybody deserves to go to hell. The Dalai Lama deserves to go to hell as nice as he may be. Joel Osteen, the pastor of the largest church in America, deserves to go to hell as nice as he may be. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. My dear friend, put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the sacrificial Passover Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world, and all you have to do is believe in him, trust in him. Have faith in him, depend upon him. Pray and ask him to save you, for the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, dear friend, if you want to be saved tonight, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that he died for your sins as the Lamb of God to pay your sin debt. He was buried and rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God. And all you have to do is believe in His sacrifice for you. He paid your sin debt. He paid mine. So that we can go free. That's that's what you call grace. God's unmerited favor. Because Jesus Christ did what He did for us we get to go to heaven even though we don't deserve it so dear friend if you want to get saved and you want to avoid all of the darkness of wokeism that's in this world today believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved follow me in prayer the sinner's prayer as you believe in your heart in Jesus Christ I've led many people to the Lord this way I got saved this way and you can get saved this way as well so repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart believing in your heart in none other than Jesus Christ and him alone not church membership not giving money to the church not serving in the church <clears throat> not being a preacher or a deacon Not singing in the choir, not giving any money to the church. Simple faith, simple belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. Follow me in prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I call upon you tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As I acknowledge and I admit that I have sinned against you. I have broken your Ten Commandments for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures, and my faults. Please wash and cleanse my heart, my mind, my soul, and spirit in the precious blood of Christ. Please forgive me of all of my sins. As I believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe with all of my heart that he took my place. He sacrificed his life for my sins and paid my sin debt. He died for my sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins. Help me to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, as Jesus Christ has instructed you, as the Holy Bible has instructed you, and you called upon his name in prayer, And you meant it from your heart, in sincerity, based upon the word of Almighty God, the words of Jesus Christ, you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven by God's grace, mercy, and love. Not because of anything you have done, because of him. And if you want to grow in the faith, please go to GospelLightSociety.com and uh, get my book free of charge titled, What to Do After I Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. And you just entered in by believing in him. Also... Uh, Send in uh, the fact that you got saved. Go to Gospel Light Society or or whatever email is on your platform. Or you can go to my email at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice in you. Or rather with you. And in your getting saved. Also, uh, send in your prayer request. If you have a prayer request, if you're going through a difficult time, we're here to pray for you and to pray with you and pray you through it. If you have any questions, please email us. Contact us and let us know. Also, to help you grow even more rapidly, go to Gospel Light Podcasts. Or Daniel White III podcasts. And there's over 40 plus different biblical subjects. Including church history. uh, Apologetics and everything else. And you can feast on that and grow by that for days and months and years. And uh, even though we do not give out degrees. If you, you listen to all of the podcasts, you would have the equivalent of a master's degree in theology at least, if not more. So avail yourselves to that. At this time, we're going to move over into uh, our uh, devotional service. The standing between the living and the dead, uh, devotional service. So let me say it this way. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service, family members. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, Uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 675, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story, and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today we are reading Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray on this Friday night, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I praise You and I thank You for Your love, Your eternal love, Your eternal mercy, Your eternal grace, and help us not to tempt You. I praise You and I thank You for the millions, the many, and the manifold blessings that You have bestowed upon us down through the years. I praise You and I thank You for salvation and spiritual family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us all who are saved and born again and washed in the precious blood of the Lamb. For Jesus Christ's sake, for those of us who are saved in my family, in this audience tonight, in this country, and around the globe, for Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon us. And please forgive us, Lord, of our sins, our failures, and our faults. Crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us all. uh, Tonight, for those of us who are saved, and fill us with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty of your Holy Spirit, To love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, and to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. Deliver us tonight, even on this Friday night, from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For you said, Lord, the greatest of these is charity. And Holy Father God, help those of us who are saved to read your holy word every day and to pray without ceasing. And Holy Father God, we pray, (coughs) Lord, that you'll have us to do these things for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. And Holy Father God, I pray that you'll help those of us who are saved in my family, in this audience tonight and around the globe. Help us to humble ourselves and help us to pray. (coughs) Help us to seek your face and help us to turn from our wicked ways and help us to repent of our sins. Change us from the inside out. And Lord God in heaven, I pray for the salvation of the lost in my family. Open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears, including my wife, Marika White, and those who are religious but lost. My wife, Marika White, her mother, her aunts, her siblings, my mother, and uh, my siblings, and all others in our family, who are church-going, but who are not born again. And Lord, I pray for the people in this audience, the people in this country, and around the globe, who uh, have a similar experience. For Lord, I came out of that myself, religious, but lost. And uh, if it had not been for your grace, I would have gone to hell and didn't even know why. And so, Holy Father God... I pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving in the morning. Draw them to yourself, Lord, for salvation in this country and around the globe. And Holy Father God, even though I thank you that you have given me uh, your grace, and I thank you, Lord, for blessing me to go through trials and persecutions and tribulations with great joy and great cheerfulness and with even pleasure and glorying in it. Those things, Lord, that you see fit, that you can remove off of my shoulders, I humbly ask that you would do that. I pray that you lift all of our burdens for those of us who are saved, cares and worries and anxieties, troubles, problems and fears in our hearts, minds, souls, and spirits. And fill us with your peace, that passive all understanding, and your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would deliver us from all of our distresses and afflictions. Deliver us, Lord, from all of our persecutions uh, in the family, through the family, and in the country, and around the globe. Deliver us, Lord, from all of our tribulations and troubles and reproaches and uh, trials and temptations, tests, and tensions. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray that you will fill us with your peace, that pass of all understanding and your joy unspeakable. I pray also, Lord, uh, that you deliver us from spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, and troubles that we're facing. And Lord, I thank you for allowing things to be as well as they are. For Lord, they could be worse. And I thank you for remembering your love, your mercy, and your grace in the midst of chastisement and rebuke of the church, and your dealing with the world in an attempt to draw them to yourself for salvation. Break us, make us, and mold us to be what you would have us to be. I pray, Holy Father God, tonight that, Lord, you would protect my family, all of the Christian families with us tonight, and all of the uh, Christian families in this country and around the globe. Protect us all, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church and evil people in the world. I pray, Lord, tonight, that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of the life of my own wife, Marika White, and everyone else in my family, extend it on both sides. And, Lord, protect my children from the generational curses that come down the pike from both sides. And Lord, I pray that you will pave the way for them uh, to have the best lives ever serving you and giving you the glory, praise, and honor. Drive the demons of hell from their minds and from their hearts, souls, and spirits, and lives. And give them sweet victory. And give all of us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Grant me, Lord, your energy, your strength, your unction, your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to read your Holy Word, to preach your Holy Word, to teach your Holy Word, to pray based upon your Holy Word, to preach your Holy Gospel. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved by the power of your Holy Gospel and your Holy Spirit. And Lord, we pray that you will place upon us tonight the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And have everything we do and say to be done for your glory, praise, and honor and for the glory, praise, and honor of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Savior. For it is in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, Brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verses 1 through 10, Dead flies cause the ointment of the apothecary to send forth a stinky savour. So doeth a little folly him that is in reputation for wisdom and honor. A wise man's heart is at his right hand, but a fool's heart at his left. Yea, also when he that is a fool walketh by the way, his wisdom felleth him. And he saith to every one that he is a fool. If the spirit of the ruler rise up against thee, leave not thy place, pardon me, for yielding pacifieth great offenses. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun as an error which proceedeth from the ruler. Folly is set in great dignity, and the rich sit in low place. I have seen servants upon horses and princes walking as servants upon the earth. He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it, and whoso breaketh and hedge a serpent shall bite him. Whoso removeth stones shall be hurt therewith, and he that cleaveth wood shall be endangered thereby. If the iron be blunt, and he Do not wet the edge, then must he put to more strength, but wisdom is profitable to direct. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your powerful holy word. Cause it to find a lodging place in our hearts. Help us to remember it, to comprehend it, to obey it, and to live by it. And to apply it to our lives, to preach it unto others, and to preach a holy gospel. In Jesus Christ, from it, in Jesus Christ's name, I pray and for His sake, Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. By the way, I've been saying this for many many years evidently because God knew that that day would come, that my family will turn against me. And so I've been saying that for many years and uh, you never know why God has you to do something. But anyway, to the standing between the living and the dead family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, uh, a ministry over 40 years old now, right at 40 years, with that same name, Gospel Light. The back end has changed a little bit, but everything we've ever done since 1983, I think, uh, has had the first part of the name being Gospel Light. Uh, And tonight I'm with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David. This is episode number 194. And tonight, we're at Psalm 1829. For by thee I have run through a troop, and by my God have I leaped over a wall. How many of you have experienced God working small miracles for you? If you pray to him in the morning, he'll pave the way for you and I guarantee you if you're you're his child and you got some things that need to be done and it's gonna take him to help you he'll work even some small miracles for you and cause you to leap over a wall and run through a troop to get that done and there's no greater feeling to accomplish some things that you really didn't want to do but you had to do and you didn't know how you was gonna do it but God intervened and helped you to do it and that's that's the greatest kind of accomplishment in a given day or even in your life. Some repetitions are not vain repetitions. Second thoughts upon God's mercy should be and often are the best Like wines on the leaves, our gratitude grows stronger and sweeter as we meditate upon divine goodness. The verses which we have now to consider are the ripe fruit of a thankful spirit, and how timely uh, is that. They are apples of gold as to matter and they are placed in baskets of silver as to their language. They describe the believer's victorious career and his enemy's confusion. For by thee have I run through a troop, and by my God have I leaped over a wall. Whether we meet the foe in the open field or leap upon them while they lurk behind the battlements of a city, we shall, by God's grace, defeat them in either case. If they hem us in with living legions or environ us with stone walls, we shall, with equal. Certainty obtain our liberty. Such feats, uh, such feats rather, we have already performed, hewing our way at a run through hosts of difficulties and scaling impossibilities at a leap. God's warriors may expect to have a taste of every form of fighting and must, by the power of faith, and must by the power of faith, pardon me, determine to quit themselves like men, but it behooves them to be very careful to lay all their laurels at Jehovah's feet. Each one of them saying, By my God have I wrought this valiant deed, our sporia optima, the trophies of our conflicts, we hereby dedicate to the God of battles. I like that phrase, the God of battles. And ascribe to him all glory and strength. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for this time together around your holy word in multiple ways and prayer i give you the glory the praise and the honor for allowing us to do it once again help us to meditate on your holy word help us to confess our sins help us to repent and help us to teach your holy word in a discipleship way to preach your holy word the whole counsel of god and to preach your holy gospel. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake, Amen. We are in the midst of three nights. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 33. As we move to the family segment of the devotional. As we move to the family. What I call the family verses. That. If you have a family, or if you want a family, you need to take heed to. And uh, and so let's read verse 33, which is very unique, because God speaks to the husband and the wife together in one verse. The Bible reads in Ephesians 5.33, Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself. This is a commandment. If it was something that you would just naturally do because you're such a naturally loving, wonderful, sweet person, then uh, uh, then you would need the commandment. God made it a commandment. Yes, this is a New Testament commandment. This is not a suggestion. You don't have a choice in the matter. If you want to be right with God, you're going to love your wife. And you cannot love her as you should if you're not saved and secure in God's love. uh, And you you can't love her without God's love. There's no love outside of God's love. That's why Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins, was buried, and rose from the dead by the power of God. Why? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Stop fooling yourself. We don't have any love in us. Outside of the love of God through Jesus Christ, my dear friend. And this is the kind of love that God is talking about in this passage. God's agape love. His unconditional love. See. With God's unconditional love. See. People are already forgiven, but they do need to come and ask for forgiveness. See. Because of God's. Uh, unconditional adopting love already shed abroad in my heart, the problem, the problem is not forgiving my wife for stealing my cashews, but uh, there may be a problem if she's too pride, prideful or too proud to admit she stole my cashews and she's too proud to apologize on her own without me having to uh, uh, strongly encourage her to do so. And that's good for her, too. That's love, too, by the way. Here you are. You f- you, you finish eating the portion of cashews that you want to eat. But then you turn over and go to sleep. And then your wife steals half your cashews that you're planning on eating the next night. And she has never asked for any in her life. Okay? Uh... You can't let that... Sir, sir, listen to me well. You cannot let that continue to happen because that's going to blow up. That's the, See, that's why people blow up into divorces. They blow up in domestic violence. They blow up in killing each other. Hating each other. Because you let things like that... Little... Uh... Little things like that blow become a big old monster. And one night you 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 you, you cuss and you say, "Doggone it! This is your last. <laughs> this is your last handful of cash you gonna steal from me." See, and because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut your hand off. I'm gonna be with is Islamic law tonight. See? You don't want to ever let it get like that, man. Deal with it up front, straight up. And then and then, if you got three good daughters who catch her, stealing your cashews while you sleep, then you got evidence. Deal with it. Put a stop to it. That's love too. Confronting your wife about her thievery is love. That's loving your wife. Loving your wife is loving you too. Because you're living in misery with this foolishness. Some of you men, I don't know how you do it. and Let your wife pass gas in the bed with you got sheets and cover on and everything. And then she lies and, and says she didn't do it. And you, 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 you're in misery. You're, in, you're suffering. Do you know people have killed each other over passing gas? because it gets down to the last draw. (laughs) This has actually happened, people. Why? Because you people that they build up, you don't say anything, you think it's loving to sit there and suffer and stink in the middle of the night. Now, when somebody passes gas so bad that it wakes you up, you, you have a problem. That has to stop. You say, hey, that's not a big problem. No, it's not a big problem in the beginning, but is, is it's growing into a big problem. That's what's wrong with some of you men right now and you're having heart attacks and everything else because you won't say anything to your wife. You're afraid of your wife. You are afraid of offending her. Tell her to get her behind up and go to the bathroom if that has to happen. Not up in here with the covers on. No, sir. <laughs> because that's going to wake you up and get you up out of the bed. Early Woo Um Okay, love your wife and the wife see that she reverence her husband Show enough respect for your husband, honey child. That you don't do that. I know. I know men can get away with some things. That's. I mean, you know, it's not fair, but uh, that's what was was the deal is. We expect you to be more dainty than a man. But show respect for that man that you don't do that if you want to keep that man. Because no man I know wants to be around a woman who is passing gas stinging up the car, stinging up the house. Because he never even knew you went to the bathroom until he got married to you. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the preacher. Who said it? He's a preacher friend of mine. Many years. Pastor, I'm not going to give you his first name, V. Cuthbertson. He said, uh he told me he's older, preacher, about 20 years older than me. He said, preacher, you know, if you ever have a temptation with a woman, a beautiful woman, just imagine in your mind that beautiful woman in the bathroom taking a huge dump. That'll turn you off there for a while until you get out of that bad situation. Uh, so I don't know whether or not that works or, or not, but I can understand it. So wives, reverence your husband. Respect your husband's husband. Abraham's wife Sarah called him Lord. He said, Preacher, to you. does your wife call you Lord? No. But she does say yes, sir, and no, sir. See, you don't have to do that if you want to, but you can't just call me by anything. Uh, no, no, and by the way let me say this to you husbands uh, in, 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 in a sense you hired your wife on to be a help to you you don't need you, uh, the, the Bible calls her a help meet <clears throat> and so she's there to help you and to serve you and be a blessing to you Now if you don't let her do that you're going to end up messing up that marriage because no matter how belligerent some women are deep down in their heart they're going to serve a man. Either they're going to serve you or they're going to serve somebody else. And I remember uh, a, a woman Uh, In in the fellowship hall, I was going into the kitchen to go get me something. And she said, oh, pastor, I'll bring it to you. I'll bring it to you. And see, when a man marries a woman like that, he wants to to see that same spirit. Oftentimes, he does not. And if you don't demand it, you'll never see it. See? And uh, that's okay. That's love, too. And uh, your wife is a help me. She's there to help you. And even though she may be rebellious on the surface and stubborn on the surface, back talk on the surface, bad attitude on the surface, deep down, God wired her. God wired her to help you, to serve you. To submit to you, to be used by you, that is her body, to be used by you for your satisfaction. And deep down she wants to do that. Her flesh does not want to do it, just like your flesh does not want to love her. And, and, uh, she, if you're married to her now... She probably had a man before who knew how to uh, handle her to make her to do what she's supposed to do. Hopefully, hopefully not. But if you don't do it, if you don't be the husband who demands that she be a helpmeet to you. Because, see, here's the thing. You don't understand this. That's what I'm telling you. Gentlemen, men, wild men, whatever you are. This is what I'm telling you. You don't understand this. And that is... She wants to serve you. Deep down. And if you don't let her do that... She'll never be happy herself. And you're going to have a miserable woman. You know why? Because... She wants to work. Not on a, and she may say, I want to a job to help you that way, no. No, I need for you to work on this job right here and help, help me right here. See? Uh, and if you don't take charge like that and put her to work and, and hold her accountable about what she's supposed to be doing, uh, she's not going to ever feel fulfilled. I, I don't care who she is. I know, I know there's some powerful women out there and some powerful pastors' and wives trying to get their husbands' here to cut my head off. Pastors don't do it. Some of you have done well. You're holding strong. You're holding strong. And you're telling Jezebel that, uh, no, I'm not going to cut that preacher's head off because he's, he's preaching right. He's preaching good. You need to hear it. But I'm here to tell you, no woman is going to be 100% satisfied and fulfilled unless she is 100% uh, in it for you. Yes, the Lord, but, but you. Because she is serving the Lord by serving you. Now, she may not understand all of that. But she wants to be, deep down in her heart, she wants to feel, she wants to be useful and feel useful in helping her husband. Because as the Bible says uh, in Genesis, that how that she was going to uh, uh, be, uh, uh, suffer consequences and that she would be to her husband. Help me out back there in the back. She will be... Your desire will be... Her desire will be to her husband. Okay? No matter how big and bad she gets, she still is going to want to serve, submit to, be needed by, be helpful to her husband. Now, I know you don't see it, sir, because you're blinded to this yourself. She's blinded to it in her flesh. but I'm here to tell you God has given has equipped her to be this way. God has wired her to be this way. and eventually she's going to be that way with somebody. She's going to be that way with somebody to nurture somebody, to clean about after somebody, to have wild sex with somebody, and, and 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 get up like she should and serve him like that and 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 and, and she's not going to feel fulfilled or satisfied or happy until she does that let me tell you something else man. if you don't demand it of her she's not going to be that interested in having sex with you because she doesn't see you as she does she doesn't see you as a man you begging and crying and pleading and washing her clothes and paying her rent like baby face no, no, no woman no wants that, sir. Look at me real bad. No woman wants that. That's what the lying, soft, men of the cloth pastors, or evangelical circles, and Baptist circles have told you. They told you a lie. <clears throat> they told you a lie that you got to buy rose petals and got, got to buy her a $300 dinner and buy her a $3,000 rock before she can lay down and have sex. with you. not know that she does not want that. Mm-mm. Deep down, I'm trying to tell you she wants to serve you. She wants to be a help meet. She'll respond better to you if you tell her to wash those dishes. She's going to feel better once she got the dishes washed and, and, and then she'll move on and forward and get more things cleaned up. Because it's something about doing what you're wired to do that makes you feel good and makes you feel uh, 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 fulfilled. That's why I'm not impressed with these woke women out here today with bald heads and looking all mannish and everything. They're just as miserable as they uh, 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 can be. And, And you get the right man to come by and pluck them They'll fall to pieces. Yes. I I, want to dance for you and everything else. Make them dance. All right. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for this time and this privilege uh, to be together around your Holy Word in multiple ways. And to pray. And we pray, Lord, for the healing of all marriages that name the name of Christ. We pray uh, that they would obey your holy word and that men would be men and women would be women and enjoy each other. We pray for the salvation of all lost uh, families, that they will be able to take advantage of your holy word. I thank you, Lord, tonight that my wife and I, Marika White, even though, uh, Lord, we did not strike the original match, match, in the words of Chuck Swindoll, which I have not heard much about him lately, but we thank you for his ministry and his heyday, and, uh, and uh, Lord, I, I think I might look him up tonight, but uh, we uh, we have experienced your love, and uh, my wife has experienced your love. Uh, maybe not mine, and certainly not hers, but I thank you for your agape love. I thank you for your salvation, at least in my life, that has allowed us to stay married in a few days, 35 years. Pardon me Lord and I thank you so much for all of our children, most of them. Uh they stayed uh with us longer than the average bear in the American system. Uh and that in in my view that was good. I thank you for that. I think it's safer for them as they launch out into the world. As I told them a long time ago, that they really should not uh, launch out until they're about 30 anyway, for so that's the number I see in your Holy Word. Uh, but Lord, I thank you, Lord, for them being with me as long as they were. And now, Lord, we're in what some, uh, in fact, I would imagine majority, the majority of couples love to see and have, and that is to be in the uh, empty nest portion of their lives. Uh, I thank you that I'm not that kind of person who was in a hurry to get my children out into the world because I know how dangerous this world is and how many bad things can happen. They don't know that like I do. But I do praise you and thank you for allowing me to see it. Because uh, uh, I didn't think I would even see these days. It's a miracle for me to even be in these days called the empty nest. And I thank you, Lord, uh, that my wife is here with me. Even though I do not believe she's saved and she is not uh, the best wife in the world. Uh, I, I just thank you for the little help that she does give. And uh, Lord, I thank you that I don't have to get up out of the bed for to get my glasses cleaned. Uh, she does that for me. I thank you for the fact that she massages my legs and my feet after standing and preaching uh, for a couple of hours at night. And I thank you for the even a little help like that. And uh, I thank you that if I lose the remote control, even though it is right under my head, she, she will get up and get it for me. Just little things like that, Lord, I thank you for. And, uh, and uh, Lord, I thank you uh, for uh, uh, the fact that uh, I'm not in the house by myself. Even though we may not have that much of a conversation, I can still call her name and hear her voice. And so I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for these blessings. And thank you so much for working a divine miracle by your mercy and grace in allowing us to be together for right at 35 years. In, uh by your power and your might and I thank you so much that I even though she didn't help me much in raising the children, I thank you that I raised the children to where they are and they out of the, right out of the hatch uh, they all have been successful and I pray that they will not turn against you and turn away from you. Help them to realize that their success is rooted in you. And just because the judgment does not come quickly, uh, just because chastisement chastisement does not come quickly, it will come. So Lord God in heaven, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you do for other families, Lord, uh, what you've done for us. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us a mighty long way. And as I express to my children every day, I thank you, Lord, for the fact uh, that uh, you have left me with thousands and millions of precious memories of all of those days. And, Lord, it's absolutely amazing. And I don't know if that's going to be a part of heaven or not. I don't know. But I know it's a it's a little bit of heaven on earth right now. And so, Holy Father, God, I pray not only for them, and not only for uh, families, but I pray, Lord, for the millions of people who are hurting because of the coronavirus plague and other plagues that have come out of that. And uh, Lord, I pray. Lord, for some by name who are suffering and hurting. And Lord, Florida has not only been hit hard, but much of Florida has been uh, cast out into the sea. Lord, uh, people's houses are dangling on the cliffs. Uh, buildings that were built for resorts, They some may topple, we don't know. Uh, But, Lord, comfort these people as only you can. And we pray for, Lord, the family and friends of New York resident William Herman. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Pennsylvania resident James Landis. We pray for the family and friends of New Jersey resident Guy Lavignera. We pray, Lord, for the prayer requests that have come in. We pray, Lord, for the thousands of other folks that we have prayed for down through the years. And we thank you, Lord, for the thousands of answers to prayer. And we pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon all of these people, including these uh, new people, in their prayer requests. We pray, Lord, specifically for Marie Grace. Please keep her safe, secure, and protected from bad people and gang associates. Stop these people from walking on her property and deliver her from them. Please bless her with a safe place to live. We pray, Lord, for Pastor Brashebe and his ministry, and we join him in thanking you for the service at Corosendidae, and for the souls saved at Sister Josephine's funeral. Please comfort her children. Please have the gospel to pierce through the enemy's secrets and make known the truth to set God's people free. Please heal Dora's knees. Please deliver Africa from drought, famine, and starvation, and help them through these trying economic times. Provide them with Bibles for new souls, basic needs for orphans and widows, food and water, church planting and construction, and financial resources for ministry. Please provide them with electricity, vehicle insurance, covers, etc. for the ministry, office, so they can keep up your work. Please bless the National Women and Youth Conference, December 7th through the 10th, 14th through the 17th. Please supply the money for school fees for the orphaned children. We pray, Lord, for Pakika. Please provide him with food clothes, shelter, homes, and medical facilities for the elderly and orphaned children. And now, Lord, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry. We pray for Vincent, Jaffan, Samuel, Neabutu and Isaac. Help them all to grow in the faith, as well as the other thousands who have believed in you through the preaching of the gospel. We pray, Lord, for all of the people who have recommitted their lives to you. Uh, help them to stand strong in the faith. We pray for Dee, Cheryl, Harold, Samuel, and Fumi. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I have preached the entire gospel, the full gospel, if you will, Uh, in this service. But if you missed it, just make sure you remember these words, for these are the most important words in the history of the world. Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. If you want to be saved tonight, it is not in church membership. It's not in joining the church. It is not in giving money to the church. Uh, it is not in, is not in working for the uh, church. It is simply believing in the Lord Jesus Christ that He died for your sins, was buried, and rose from the dead by the power of Almighty God. If you're not saved, my dear friend, believe in Him, and pray a short prayer. And ask him to save you, and he will save you. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, make sure you pray without ceasing. Remember the motto of the Marines, simplify. Always faithful in the motto of the Air Force Fellows. My boys, Semper Supra. Always above give god the glory the praise and the honor keep your heart and mind stayed on him not uh, on what's going on around you he'll keep you in perfect peace pray without ceasing is one of the best ways to keep your heart and mind stayed on the lord god bless you dear friends until next time